All right, talking about weight loss versus weight mastery and how to make that happen, right? Which one do you want? Well, that's the first question, right? So when it comes to weight loss, you tend to think in terms of weight loss, but what you actually want is weight mastery. That's what I think anyways. And you can tell for yourself by asking the question, do, how long would I like to keep the weight off for? How long do I wanna lose weight for? That's the first question. What's your answer? Forever? <laughs> All right, good news. Because um, weight mastery is a lot easier than weight loss. Hey, how's it going? So someone's saying hi, nice to see him right away. Um, so that's what we're talking about here is reorienting yourself because the way you think about weight loss right now is probably, probably uh, not helping you. <laughs> it's probably keeping you stuck because you're thinking about weight loss. Right, so let's talk about the differences because once you understand this, it can change everything for you, right? Because there's so much embedded in a negative way into the concept of weight loss as opposed to weight mastery. And so my goal for you after this is, um, someone says, like my hypnosis, I appreciate that. Um, my goal for you is to change the way you think about your weight. And I think this is gonna be profound for, it, profound for you if you do this, right? Because your idea of weight loss, right off the bat, the first thing I wanna talk about is the time frame you're thinking in terms of, okay? So that's the first thing you wanna understand, that when you say I wanna lose weight, it's really like a temporary thing, right? I wanna lose the weight. And so, it's gonna be a temporary thing I need to change how I'm eating until I lose the weight. Then what? <laughs> right? And so we never really answer that. We never even think about it. I ask people that question all the time. I say, well, then what? I'll figure it out then. I don't know, who cares, <laughs> you know? And so right off the bat, the way that weight loss is subconsciously coded in your mind is very unhelpful. And uh, it's sabotaging you in a lot of ways because if you only think in terms of short-term timeframes, temporary timeframes, that sets you up to choose extreme plans that are unsustainable. And this is where most people find themselves. And if it's an unsustainable short-term oriented plan that you're not even thinking about keeping up long-term, um, then it allows you to choose plans that aren't built for the long-term. You know, So I always like to say to people that the strategies that help you lose weight and the strategies that help you master your weight, the weight mastery strategies are actually a lot easier. Right, because with its weight loss, it's a short time frame. You just want to get the results as fast as possible, which means you have to choose a more extreme plan. And so, yes, the weight mastery strategies, they don't tend to get the weight off as fast, right? Because they're built for long-term, but they last long-term. And is that not your goal? Let me take it a step further. If you had to choose between losing weight quickly and temporarily or slowly and forever, which would you pick? Now, I know this question is a little harder, right? <laughs> because you're so conditioned to think about, if I'm going to lose weight, I want to lose it quickly. If I don't lose it quickly, what's the point? Almost, right? It feels that way. And so we got to recognize this. You know, so I'm not saying you have the answers to this or you even have the right answers, but these are questions you have to think about because the way weight loss is coded in your subconscious mind, the way you've been programmed, is keeping you stuck. I guarantee it. And uh, really, when I talk about weight loss, really what I'm talking about as well is really a diet mindset. You know, um, people almost cannot separate the idea of like, well, how would you lose weight other than dieting? You know, and so this dieting thing is like this, uh, this virus that has infected us all. So that when we think about weight loss, we think dieting and dieting is all kinds of problems. Now, it's important to understand the reason we all think of weight loss as dieting is very intentional. Uh, here I go with my conspiracy theories. 
But um, pretty much every main diet you know of is owned by some fit big food conglomeration. Weight Watchers, which is one of the better ones, was owned by Heinz. Right? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. And so your ability to think about weight loss only in terms of dieting is really about more about marketing than it is about anything else. Because it's certainly not about its effectiveness. Right? How many diets have you tried? How many have worked? Right? So um, it's important to understand. I mean, statistically, 39% of people can't get past a week on a diet. Right? 75% can't get past a month. And 95% ultimately fail. So why is it that when we think about weight loss, we think about dieting, right? Because it's not effective. And yet that's the only way most people can even think about weight loss. I don't know why. <laughs> so my goal here today is to give you an alternative, different way to think about it, right? Start thinking about weight mastery. How can I master my weight once and for all so that I can get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot? That's the real secret, right? That's what you want. And that requires a completely different approach than just losing weight, right? Because if you just want to lose weight, you don't have to change much of, of who you are. You just need to restrict your eating for a while. And that's what you do on a diet typically. You restrict your eating in some way, right? So when it's weight mastery, it's a much more inside out process. It's if you're going to master your weight, to some degree, you got to master yourself. And that can sound a little daunting at first until you realize this is a path that's actually giving me the results I want. You know, so the weight loss is really like this shortcut. It's like the get rich quick scheme, you know, but it's for weight and it's about as effective, you know? And so sometimes people spend their entire lives chasing weight loss schemes, you know, quick, quick fixes that never end up working, you know, instead of just dedicating themselves to the work of mastering their weight once and for all, you see? So, this is the decision you have to make, you know, and it comes down to time. Now, listen, there is some re real um, factors that go into your desire to want to lose weight quickly. Okay. And so what that is, one of the big ones, it's you have a cognitive bias. It's built into your brain that you discount the future. So again, the idea, if I give you $100 now or I'll give you $150 in two years, you're probably going to want the $100 now. Okay. So our brain wants things now and things in the future they just don't seem as real. They don't seem as likely. And so we're less, less likely to take them. So when it comes to weight loss, that's the first way that challenges is we got the cookie in front of us right now. We could eat it. And, or we say, well, I'm going to lose weight, but that's in the future and that's a potential. Okay. And so that's less motivating. But when it comes to weight loss and every diet building around how fast you can lose the weight, because is that not the main promise of, a, of every diet, right? How quickly they lost two pounds a week, 10 pounds this month, right? It's all about this rapid weight loss. Okay. And the reason is because if we make fast weight loss, that future discounting isn't as strong, right? So if I say you're going to lose 10 pounds this month, that's a little more motivating. And so it's a little bit easier. And so you want to buy that diet. Okay. Um, and I get that. I, I understand that. Now, the way you, you deal with that, right, is that, that future discounting thing, by the way, is that you have to make your weight loss about more than just losing weight. And again, this brings us back over to weight mastery. But uh, the truth is that, you know, with um, when it comes to making better food choices, you know, you have the food right there in front of you, the pleasure of it, right? That's there. You know, that's going to be good. And it's going to it's going to feel good and taste good. Um, so what can you do? What can you focus on in that moment when you have a cookie right in front of you, ice cream right in front of you? What can you do to get yourself to make the right food choice in that situation? Because in that moment when the food's right in front of you, to say, well, I got to have the food or my weight. That's not a good way to use your brain, okay? Because your brain says, well, 
let's have the cookie now and then we'll start our diet tomorrow. And then we get them both. <laughs> and this is the, the problem you find yourself in, right? Every time you're tempted, it's hard for you to actually stick with what you want to do. Okay. And this is because it's important to understand how your brain's operating and working. And so your brain's discounting that future. You know, you want to lose weight more than anything in the world, but the idea of that future potential weight loss is not motivation enough typically to override the desire for the food right in front of you. So what do you do? How do you get yourself to say no to that? Okay. And this is how you do it. You focus on the consequence of eating that food that's just right around the corner. Okay. So again, the potential weight loss is too far in the future. Someone says, what's the definition of future discounting? Future discounting is when things in the future are not as valuable to us as things that are in the present. Okay. So again, if I say, I'll give you a hundred dollars now or $150 in two years, $200 in two years, right? Most people are going to take the hundred dollars now because it means more to us. And again, this is an evolutionary thing. Something that we have right now in our hands, what is it a bird in the hands worth two in the bush type of thing, you know? That's, that's wired into our brains. And so we wanna recognize that and we want to utilize it because it does come, that is a central factor of your weight loss uh, process, you know? Because it does come down to, you know, let's be honest, what's the, imagine this for a second. So let's imagine a world where there's no future discounting by imagining a world where if you ate well today, like if you, if you ate as clean as you possibly can imagine that you would wake up tomorrow 20 pounds lighter, right? That's a world where future discounting dis didn't exist, right? And so wouldn't it be easier to eat well today? Yeah, of course, right? And so if there was no future discounting, you would feel that way, even if the time frame was longer. Does that, does that make sense? And so again, understanding cognitive biases, I'm telling you, if you don't know about your cognitive biases, you really ought to go look them up, <laughs> go Google them. And even learning the first 10, 15 cognitive biases that they'll list, you'll start to understand your brain because the way that your brain operates is a lot different than you intuitively think it does, right? That's the idea of these cognitive biases. Um, so, oh, that's a good question, Nathan. I'm gonna get that one second. So understanding what you're working with in terms of your brain is crucial to get the results you want. And I mean, that's really me as a hypnotist when it comes to weight loss, that's the primary thing I, I talk about, you know, in the set, never mind, we're getting a cognitive biases, but never mind that. Let me ask you this question, which I, I ask a lot, but, but bear with me here. If you want to lose weight so bad, and I know you do, I know you want to lose weight. You've wanted to lose weight for a long time. It's one of the main things you think about. It's one of your main goals. So how come you want to lose weight so bad, but when you go to try and lose weight and eat better, what part of you is compelling you to eat the wrong foods? How is this happening? I mean, you're a logical, rational, conscious human being, right? So how are you unable to eat and act in a way that gets you to your goal weight? You know why you want to do it. You know what you should do. And yet there's some party that almost feels like it's sabotaging you. How do you describe that? How do you explain it? And on top of that, how long have you been trying to lose weight for? 10, 20, 30, 40 years? So how do you answer this? How do you, how do you explain that you wanna lose weight so badly and yet you keep sabotaging yourself? Because you have cravings? Because you're a food addict? What? <laughs> and this is where I get to. So as a hypnotist, Oh, so I got the answers to everything, but I think I got a much more compelling answer to this question. I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> how, how, can we, how can you not know that, right? I mean, this has to dawn on you that if you've been trying to lose weight for so long, why can't you do it? What is your explanation? And, and what, I'm, oh, let's get the spoiler alert. You don't have one. You don't have an explanation. I don't, I don't know. That's your answer. Let's be honest. You don't know why, okay? So as a hypnotist, I'll give you my explanation, take it or leave it, but tell me this doesn't explain a whole lot of stuff, okay? That as a hypnotist, 
never mind the hypnosis part of me swinging a watch, dangling, making you talk like, cluck like a chicken. Okay, let's think about hypnosis in terms of it's a philosophy first. It's an explanation of how your mind works first. Okay, and it's simple. This ain't rocket science. <laughs> it's you have a conscious mind, which is your logical, rational mind, right? And anatomically, it's your prefrontal neocortex. Okay, it's a thin layer that rests over the rest of your brain. It's about 10% of your brain, and it's responsible for most of your logical thinking, your memory, your thinking your willpower is in this part of your brain, right? It's what makes you a conscious human being, okay? The other part of your mind is your subconscious mind. And this is the part of your mind that is 90% of your brain. And this is the part of your mind that controls all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, okay? Now, this part of your mind is not logical and rational like the conscious mind. It's very associative. It's Pavlovian. It links things together. It does what it's learned to do and then just keeps doing them, okay? And so when you want to lose weight, I suggest that the reason why you've struggled to lose weight is because you consciously want to lose weight. You know why you should lose weight. You know what you should do. You know all the reasons you should do it. You try and get yourself to do it. That's your conscious mind. And then you have this subconscious part of your mind that does not understand any of that stuff. And it's, so you start the day and you say, you know what? Today I want to lose weight. It's Monday. That's it. Time to do it. Conscious mind. And then all of a sudden you, you, you control your eating for the whole day. And then it gets to be night. And all of a sudden it's eight o'clock. And your subconscious mind says, all right, time to sit on the sofa and eat some ice cream. Watch our favorite show. <laughs> yeah. So what wins, right? What wins? Usually it's the subconscious mind, right? It's this automated program. It's not on board with your weight loss uh, you know, desires, is it? <laughs> right? And you could even get to the point where it's like you could restrict. So, so your subconscious mind, some things to understand here. Your subconscious mind is very energy efficient. And so it just runs programs automatically, right? Your conscious mind uses lots and lots of energy. And you're not designed to be this conscious creature making decisions each moment of the day. Your brain is designed so you're mostly on autopilot and your conscious mind is along for the ride. And so all of a sudden you're in a diet, you're trying to flip it around and you say, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to be conscious of every single food decision I make. <laughs> and your subconscious mind says, whatever, eight o'clock, let's eat the ice cream. I would just finish lunch, time for a cookie. Hey, it's afternoon, let's have a snack right? It doesn't know any of that stuff. It's just running the programs that were installed into it. And so what you try and do is you try and use your willpower. No, don't, no, 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 don't do that. Right. And then eventually you get tired, bored, distracted, and the willpower fades away. And what happens? The, the behavior just starts up again. That's your experience, right? You get really upset. You start trying to control your reading. You do it for a little while. You can't keep it up. You stop and you go right back to doing what you're always doing. Ta-da, <laughs> you know, and that's my explanation for it. And so how do you actually change your weight? You got to change your subconscious programming. You know, now it's, it, it's a little more work. It's easier to just say, oh, I'm just going to change everything, <laughs> but it doesn't work. Right. And so it's a little more work to change your subconscious programming. But once you do, it runs on autopilot. It's like brushing your teeth. Right. It's like that's that's like a, a habitual behavior that you installed. And now you just do it every night and you do it at the same time, same place, every single night, every morning, at the same times a day. Right. And you're aware of it, but you don't have to really run. It, it just kind of runs itself. Great. That works both ways, good and bad, because listen, your subconscious mind doesn't want you to be fat, although it kind of does, to be honest, that's a whole nother story. But um, your subconscious mind is just doing what it's been trained to do. And there's reasons why you're doing it. So behind every behavior, there's a positive intention. So I referenced that eight o'clock, sit on the sofa, eating ice cream, watching TV. I said, why am I doing that? I don't want to be overweight. Well, your subconscious mind doesn't think about that. It says, I want to do that because it's relaxing. It's calming. We worked hard all day. We deserve a reward. And it just links those together. And so that's how we should do it. Okay. So it is understanding your subconscious mind, in my opinion, that, that is what's going to actually 
give you the only chance of changing your weight. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe that sounds extreme. I'm hypnotist. Maybe that's because that's all I see. But I don't know how else you're going to change it because you've tried the every diet, every diet, right? Regardless of what the specifics of what they're telling you are, you can boil down a diet into one thing. And I want you to be able to see this because this goes along with weight mastery versus weight loss. Every diet, regardless of what the philosophy is, whether they're telling you don't eat carbs, just eat carbs, don't eat fat, only eat fat, eat grapefruits, whatever the words they're saying in the philosophy is, basically what they're doing is they're saying, here's the plan. And they give it to you and they say, see you later, follow that plan. And then you have to force yourself to follow that new plan. And the biggest problem you have in terms of your weight is that you don't know how to change your behaviors. Let me put it another way. It's not that you don't know what to do and what not to do. It's that you can't get yourself to act that way consistently. Is that not the problem, <laughs> right? And so this idea that there's going to be some diet that comes out is, is crazy because I could give you the perfect diet. Every diet technically will work if you followed it perfectly. The, the problem is not the diet, if it works or not. The problem is you can't follow it, you know? Now, there is a problem with the diets too, is that they're one-dimensional, you know, most diets are really just a, a tactic, one tactic, don't eat carbs. You think that's a problem? I go back to this idea. And again, this comes back to the weight loss versus weight mastery is that diets kind of, they're, they're kind of like the equivalent, of like just say no to drugs in the eighties, right? Just this idea, just say no to it. Cause that's what a diet is, right? There's no, there's no inner work happening with a diet. It's you just saying, oh, here's the plan. Just follow the plan now. Well, there's something, there's things going on inside of us that's causing the problem in the first place. You know, with alcoholics, they'll call it like a dry drunk, someone who just stops drinking but never dealt with the issues that caused the alcoholism in the first place, right? This is what Nancy Reagan was saying in the 80s. Hey, just just say no to drugs. Well, hey, guess what? People that are drug addicts, the problem isn't they don't know that they shouldn't say no to drugs. The problem is they can't get themselves to say no to drugs. And that's where you are with the food. It's not that you don't know you shouldn't eat these foods that you're eating. The problem is you can't get yourself not to eat them for a long enough time to get the results you want. And that is because at the end of the day, you, you honestly, if you're honest with yourself, please be honest with yourself. You really have no idea how to change your behavior. You've got one tool and one tool only. It's willpower. And your brain is not designed to change. You're, you're not designed to behave through willpower, right? Imagine if you had to breathe based on willpower. Imagine if you had to remember to breathe. We'd all be dead. <laughs> That's not how our brain is designed. Okay. So all of your eating behaviors, you're, you're designed to learn something and then it runs in your subconscious mind. Think of everything you've learned tying your shoes, reading and writing, using a computer mouse. And the, and the list goes on. I mean, there's, there's hundreds to thousands of behaviors that you've learned. And now what? You don't have to think about them, do you? You just do them on autopilot. That's your subconscious mind. And it's very energy efficient. You don't have to like, you don't have to stress and think about how to tie your shoes. You just do it. You could not ride a bike for 30 years and you get on, you just know how to do it magically. Well, it's not magic. You learned how to do it and your subconscious mind stored that program on how to do it. Well, guess where all your eating programs are? Do you think they're conscious? They're not, <laughs> you know? So, so they run in patterns and you're never even dealing with this level when you're trying to lose weight, which is why you're not getting any results because you, you have the same programs. They're never changing. And you, th then if you zoom out a little more, you're, you're running the exact same process too. You get really upset about your weight. You start some plan for a little while. You try and force yourself to act differently. You can't maintain it. And you go back to acting the way you always did. And here you are, you know, 40 years later. Um, someone says, how many hypnosis sessions do I need to start seeing results in a shift in my mental state? Okay. I don't think I'm not a huge fan of, of hypnosis sessions for weight. You know, if you're talking about weight loss, I, I just don't see it. I don't see listening to weight loss hypnosis sessions being effective for long. 
you know um how many would it take a, a couple listens if it's a great session and then it won't work much most likely you know so what i do and this is through experience and i've been a professional hypnotist for over 20 years okay and so i started off with an office hypnotize people go and i start off with one session one session i'll, I'll hypnotize you and then you get out of here and um it just didn't it worked occasionally would work really well the first person i ever hypnotized lost like 40 pounds and it was great for my business but you very quickly realize it's, it's not repeatable it wasn't it wasn't a great strategy you know so why why is that i have found i'll, I'll jump to the punchline here where i'm at many years later I think uh, just like the saying, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime. I think you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself because you don't live in a vacuum. You live in a world where you're constantly being hypnotized. Everything's hypnosis. So what is hypnosis? Hypnosis is just influencing your subconscious mind. It, that, that's the simple explanation. Um, so the process of getting hypnotized is we're bypassing your critical faculty, which is really just we're bypassing your conscious logical mind and looking to influence your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind thinks differently, right? If your subconscious mind was logical, you could just read a book about nutrition and you would not only know what to do, you would feel like you wanted to do it. Let me imagine it this way. If you were a purely logical being, what it would be like is if you were like a robot and in the beginning of the day, if you wrote down, this is what I want to eat today. And then you just did it. That's what it would be like to be a purely logical creature. And you're not that none of us are. Okay. And so, but if you were that way, right, if you were a robot, you could just type in what you're going to eat for the day in the morning and then you just ate it. Would you have a weight loss problem? No, because <laughs> the problem is that you don't know what to do. You wouldn't need to learn anything else about nutrition. You know enough. Don't eat the donut after you know breakfast. Don't, don't, don't eat the cookies after lunch. Don't eat the ice cream tonight. You already know that. And so if you just type that in and you just didn't eat them, hey, guess what? You don't have a weight loss problem anymore. You know, but the problem is, you know what to do and you don't know how to change your behavior. That's the problem. And so this is why you need to learn how to, when I say hypnotize yourself, you need to learn hypno hypnosis is like the most tainted word now, right? Because it's the goofy stage stuff. Why? Why did, why does it have to be, you know what I mean? Stage hypnosis. Cause it, it makes it goofy and, um, people clucking like chickens and it's stupid and stage hypnosis, by the way, is mostly, it's like mostly stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like because I've, I've attempted some of those things in an office, just one-on-one -on -one, and no one does those things. You know, you need like that, that social pressure. There's a lot more stagecraft going on than hypnosis. All right. So hypnosis is not some crazy thing. Can you be hypnotized? Yes. Everyone's constantly hypnotized. Every time you watch a TV show or a movie, you're in a state of hypnosis, right? You're not actively judging every single thing that goes on in the movie. Oh, that's ridiculous. They would never do that. Nope. That would never happen. I mean, some people do that, right? We know that, but, but most of the time you're kind of, you suspend disbelief or you suspend, you suspend belief, right? And you, um, does it suspend? <laughs> I'm getting confused on those, but anyways, you don't question every little thing. You just accept Okay. We're going to have fun, right? It's imagination time. Let's just imagine I'm in the show. Cause that's what you're doing, right? You're watching a movie, you're watching a show, you're watching a sports and you're, you have mirror neurons that are pretending they're in that situation. So you're vicariously getting that experience and you're getting the emotions from it. You watch a horror movie, you're nervous. You watch a comedy, you're laughing. You watch a sports thing, you're on the edge, adrenaline rushing, right? So whatever you end up watching is having a literal physiological reaction on you. How's that, <laughs> right? If you were a logical being, you wouldn't, none of that would happen. You would sit there and you'd be like, I'm sitting here on a sofa in a room and I'm watching light on a screen and hearing sound on a thing. It has no effect on me. Right? You'd be like a robot, right? But that's not what happens. You have the experience in your mind as if you're living it, as if, as if you're in the show, the movie, the sporting event, 
and you're getting an experience from it. So that is literally hypnosis. So what is self-hypnosis? It's just us influencing our subconscious mind and ourselves on that level through our imagination. That's the language of the subconscious mind. And does it work? Hmm. Every single advertisement you see is using imagination to get you to feel an emotion about their product and to link it together. They're not sitting there trying to rationally explain to you and convince you why you should buy the product, right? Nike is not explaining to you what their shoes are made of and how they're crafted and why it's going to, you know, what's going to do for your foot and the support. They're not giving you all the technical specifications of their shoe to convince you to buy it, are they? Right? They're just showing lots of cool stuff and they link it to their shoe. And that's literally every ad. Okay, why do they do that? Because it's hypnosis and it's the most effective way to influence your subconscious mind, which is the subconscious part of your mind is the part that's in control and it's certainly in control of your weight. So how many hypnosis sessions do you need to start seeing results? I'm gonna, I, I, I wouldn't even recommend, I think a hypnotist, by the way, going to see a hypnotist for phobias is really good. Um, you know, confidence is really good. Smoking can be very good. Weight loss, I, I don't think it's that good. I think at best you might get temporary results. That's what I think, honestly. Because I think if you're really going to change your weight, I think that, now you could lose weight. Don't get me wrong. Hypnosis could help you lose some weight for a little bit. But that, you don't want to lose weight. You want to master your weight. You want to get to your weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot, right? Aren't you sick of the bullshit? Because at this point you're watching this and you you're probably, you have done so many diets and you've lost weight and then you've put the weight back on. And so now you're in a real pickle because now you can't even get yourself motivated because if you got that voice back, I said, what's the point? We're just gonna put the weight back on. And you're right because the diets are just temporary solutions and they don't last. And you know this. And that's why you can't get yourself motivated. So, you know, it's about, you know, what level of commitment do you want to make to, to this? You know, what, what do you actually want? And I know you want to master your weight. I know that. No one talks about this though. Look it up. Go Google, Google right? 10 million hits every search you ever do. Go search weight mastery and watch five hits. come up. It's like, no one talks about this. It's weird. It's really weird to me, you know, because, um, a, you don't even want to lose weight, especially at this point, you're struggling to get motivated. And it's because you're thinking about in terms of weight loss and your subconscious mind thinks as a temporary and it doesn't want to put the effort and work in to get something temporary, you know? So if you commit to it and like, you can make it happen, it's not that hard. It's really not, you know, but, but you're, you're not even, you don't even have a, a sense. You never even use the word weight mastery. You're so wrapped up. Talk about hypnosis in a diet mindset hypnosis, but I want to answer some questions here. So Nathaniel, I know that that's probably not the, the question you want, but how many to change your, a shift in your mental state, by the way, I mean, that could happen from one hypnosis session, but I get the impression. I'm assuming you want a deeper shift in how you're thinking. You know, you can listen to one hypnosis session, and have an experience. You can calm down, relax, activate your parasympathetic nervous system so that you can access your full brain capacity and power. Okay. So that can happen from one thing. What's it take to actually influence and reprogram your subconscious mind? Well, it depends. Depends on what the, what the thing you're trying to reprogram is. You know, some things can be very, very quick and some things take a little more work. You know, um, let me see here. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I loved your email this morning about willpower versus the underlying emotions. Yeah, right? Isn't that a good one? <laughs> Which, by the way, listen, everyone, if you want to go, if you want to start learning about weight mastery, you want to hear what I'm saying, you can click on the, the link in my bio or the description here, and there's a, a training I give you for free, right? How to master your weight. Um, but even if you don't watch the training, uh, I'll, I email you every day. It's free. And I, I give you the, all these, these tips and things to start thinking differently about your weight. So I suggest you go do that. 
<laughs> Someone says, are you in my head? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I know more about you and your weight than you do. You know, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and I come at it from a complete unique point of view. That's not what I wanted. I would have rather just learned from someone and just done it, but there's no one else talking about this. You know what I mean? So I had to come out with it myself and I was real motivated. My father died at 54 of a heart attack. So to me, weight's life and death. And for me, initially, I lost 50 pounds and kept it off through this process. And it was so transformative for me that I ended up doing this professionally. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm obsessed with it. And um, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. Okay. So I know how you're thinking. I know why you're stuck with your weight. So <laughs> make sure you watch my videos because I'm probably the only one explaining it. I don't, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to sound conceited. I don't, I don't mean it that way. But there's very few people that are talking about the deeper aspects of weight. You know, it's always this superficial stuff. And the more I think about it, the more I really do believe it's these diets have really hijacked the whole conversation to the point that literally people can't even, even doctors when they, get, oh, just, oh, you should probably lose some weight. Well, how? Eat better and exercise, live healthier. It's so vague, such vague stuff. Then the diets with their one thing that they, oh, just do this, you know? No, it's gotta be a holistic solution in my opinion. You know, my program, it's mindset, lifestyle, eating. And then the, in creating the strategies, customizing around you so that you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And it's just a way more <laughs> complete approach. And so it's no, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it gets better results because you can just hear the way I'm talking about it. It's like, I'm identifying things that you've never been able to identify. You know, I know this, you know what I mean? Because again, I've had, I've had so many conversations. Anyways, someone says, I've done three sessions so far to help with anxiety from tinnitus, but it hasn't helped yet, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, you know, again, I, I just, I, I believe so much more in the self-hypnosis because it, it's like going to see a hypnotist this is a crapshoot. It, it does depend on the person. And if you jive with them, you know what I mean? How, how willing you are to kind of relax. It depends on their skills, you know, all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you are your own best or worst hypnotist. It's that simple because you are up in your head all day long talking to yourself. And so it's like, to me, it's like, oh, going to see a hypnotist again, it's fun, but it, it's, and it may work and may be helpful, but again, certain things it can work like phobias. I can't recommend a hypnotist enough because I've, I've knocked out lifelong phobias in 10 minutes, you know, it, it, it reliably consistently, you know? So, but when it comes to behavioral things, tinnitus, again, that that's a, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, like if you get the right person. Um, but, but I would, I would suggest if, if that doesn't work for you, I would strongly recommend studying some self-hypnosis. That would be my suggestion. Because when you do self-hypnosis, you you accept the suggestions a lot easier. When someone else is giving the suggestions, there's a whole other dynamic there. And when you do it to yourself, you accept them much more and you know exactly the suggestion you need a lot of times. So that would be my suggestion. Yeah, someone says, who's your hypnotist? Yeah, it depends on who it is, right? What do you think about one-week water diet? Is it healthy? No, I would never do a one-week water diet. For what? For what? You know, Why? So you can lose some weight and feel excited and then put the weight back on the next week and feel destroyed. Like, you know, again, but, but I'm glad you asked that because what this brings me back to the, the theme today is weight loss versus weight mastery. And when you focus on weight loss, again, it's a temporary thing and you're way more susceptible to extreme plans that are temporary. Like why, why do a one week water diet for what, what would be the purpose of that? Right? I, I don't even know. I can't even think in that way. I, don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do anything that I couldn't do long term, you know, unless there were some other reasons for it, you know, and maybe there are that I'm just not thinking about. Okay. But um, 
I, I would never ever do a one week water diet for, for what, you know? Um, someone says a clinical hypnosis in Portland, well credentialed, but the connection might be off. Yeah. The connection makes a bit huge difference. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, you gotta have the right fit, you know? So it's, it's kind of that way. Um, because of the corruption. I don't know what that means. Oh, um, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Mickey. I see uh, Michelle, Mickey, Michelle. I, I see you all the time. I see you watching those videos. You're absolutely right. It's totally a mental game. Yeah. Weight loss is 100% a mental game. Like, like I would take a mindset over anything. I, I would take menopause, hormonal issues and, and, you know, physical metabolic disorders over having the wrong mindset, you know, with the wrong mindset, nothing's going to happen. You know, it, it's the entire game. It really is. Um, even to the point that of, of acceptance, I mean, at some point I'll tell you part of weight mastery as well is accepting who you are and where you're at. Right. Because if your mindset is like, well, I want to look like that person, you know, right off the bat, you're almost setting yourself up for ultimate failure. You know what I mean? So the mindset is, is truly my opinion. It's the foundation. I always think of it like a pyramid in my mind and mindset's the bottom level, the foundational piece, the most important one. Then there's lifestyle and then there's eating strategies, you know? And so I would never even change my eating strategies until the other two pieces in place, you know, cause otherwise they're just on shaky ground and they're not going to last, you know? Um, so this is so good. Please make more of your hypnosis videos. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm glad you like those. I, I love doing those for, for you guys. Can I be hypnotized to stop a certain fear of someone? Perhaps, you know, unless there's a, a good reason to have a fear of that person, right? Cause it's your subconscious mind is usually doing things for a reason. So I don't know why you have that fear. Maybe it's appropriate. Maybe it's not. If it's not appropriate, then hypnosis could definitely help you. But let me, let me share a little bit. Of one reason why hypnosis can be so helpful. Okay. And especially like this, almost anything, but certainly like with weight, this is very accurate, is that when you think about areas of your life that are challenging to you, right? So let's just say weight, for example, you've had so much emotion tied up with weight. Money's like this too, okay? Where you've had so much negative emotion tied up with weight and with money that what happens now is when you start to think about your weight is you start to elicit a stressful state. Specifically, you start activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight or freeze response. And what that does, when you when you activate your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze, is you literally pull the energy away from your brain and it goes out to your muscles so you can fight fight or freeze, okay? But what happens is when your sympathetic nervous system is activated is you're, you're not thinking as creatively, as clearly um, as you normally do and as you can. And so what ends up happening is every time you think about your weight loss, you're doing it from a restricted mental state. And so one thing that's so helpful about hypnosis I recognize right off the bat when I started hypnotizing people, I noticed this right away, is that people come in and listen, the hypnotist is the, the it's the service of last resort. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one starts with the hypnotist to make whatever change it is they want to make. The last resort is usually the hypnotist. And so they'll talk about their weight and you can, they go into the state, you see them getting anxious and intense and all the rest of it. And so what ends up happening is the first time they get hypnotized, it's usually one of the first times in their entire lives where they have been relaxed and thought about that thing. And what happens in that state, right? So when you're relaxed and hypnotized is you've activated your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest system. So you're calm and you're relaxed. Now, physically it feels better, but the, the key part is this, that you, the blood starts going up to your brain. You can start thinking more creatively, more clearly. You get a perspective on whatever you're thinking about. And that's new for a lot of people. And so same brain of yours, but you're activating it differently. And so you look at the same challenging situation and you have new insights, new solutions, 
new awareness of challenges and problems that you have and new answers and solutions to them. So you got to recognize this. When you think about your weight or anything that you struggle with in life, you want to recognize that there's probably a good chance that you are, that you are getting, you are in a sympathetic activated state. Okay. So, um, anyways, being able to relax is, is a key part of that. Someone says, please make more hypnosis videos. Something about fear would help. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Cause that's that thing, right? So in the modern world, that's the funny thing. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, we, we are more safe, like technically, right? Like physically, like we're more safe than we've ever been in all of history, right? We got shelter, we got food, we got, we had every, our basic needs are met in, in a lot of situations. And yet we have overactivated sympathetic nervous systems, right? Because we have TV, we have news, we have all this modern stuff that can stress us out, you know? And so a lot of people live in a constant state of fear, but it may not even be fear sometimes. It may be, our brains are very bad at having a specific label awareness of arousal states. And so fear can feel like anxiety. You know what I mean? Our brain can mix up, uh, you know, tension and anxiety, fear, um, all, all these things get kind of mixed up. So when you relax and you can kind of calm your body down, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, and you start thinking more clearly, uh, what happens is it, it, it can bring a lot of clarity to the situation. So, um, yeah, a hypnosis video for that could be great. Yep. This is the stuff right here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, does it work for weight loss? Just got on. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I truly believe this. I, I don't, I don't think you could intentionally change your weight without, without hypnosis. I really don't Now You said, well, of course people have lost weight without hypnosis. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of, <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's gotta be spontaneous for most people. You have no control over your motivation right now. Do you, right? You want to be more motivated to lose weight, but you're just not, you know? And so it's about even that, like in my program, the very first thing we do, the first thing I do is I teach that my self hypnosis technique, which I call a program yourself thin technique, which is really two techniques. And you use this every day to hypnotize yourself and program your subconscious mind. So I should say it's more like you're programming your subconscious mind than it is you're hypnotizing yourself because you don't really go into much of a trance state. You don't have to. Um, you, you, you relax, but more importantly, it's how you're using your mind. It's how you're thinking, you know, and how you're programming yourself. And so that's the first thing you learn. But th then the next thing we learn is there's a blueprints. My, my program, you come up with your own blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint, so that you can get the body you want and live the rest of your life there. Okay. And the first part of the mindset part is the motivation piece, right? And so this is important because you don't know how to motivate yourself, right? And this is the core problem you have is that you don't know how to motivate yourself. You know, your motivation for weight loss is something you feel like you have no control over, right? Your motivation to lose weight is a completely spontaneous thing. And it's usually a pain-based thing. You know, you, you step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit. You see a reflection, you go to the doctors and you get really upset. Someone says something, you know, you get really upset. And from that place, sympathetic activated nervous system, limited brain thinking, you say, I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just got to lose the weight. And he's I'll do anything. Water, for, water for a week. Fine. <laughs> 500 calories a day. Fine. I don't care. I'm going to do it. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. But you don't know in that state. That's a literal state of hypnosis where you're not thinking logically, you're just being very emotional, you know? So that's what most people base their weight loss on. 
just just waiting for that spontaneous thing to come up where they all of a sudden are motivated. But of course, pain-based motivation is a horrible form of motivation for weight loss because your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. And so you, what you try and do, by the way, now to motivate yourself, you try and beat yourself up. You try and replicate those spontaneous pain-based motivations because that's the most motivation you felt in your life. You don't know how to motivate yourself. And so the only motivation you've ever felt with weight loss, the only result you've ever gotten is based on those spontaneous pain-based experiences. And so now when you try and motivate yourself, you try and beat the shit out of yourself to get yourself motivated again like that because that's all you know about motivation. Right? So listen, pain is, you got to use it strategically. You know, so when I, when I do my motivation section in my program, it's, I call it the motivation matrix. The first level is pain and pleasure and knowing how to manipulate those so you're truly motivated. Like motivated, ready to run, run through a wall, like <laughs> that level of motivation. Um, and then the next level is kind of the scientific level, the, the intrinsic, extrinsic levels of motivation. You know, you learn those too. But by the end of it, you understand how to motivate yourself because right now you don't. You wish you were more motivated, but you have no idea how to do it. You have no way to create consistent motivation in yourself, right? That's the primary challenge you have, you know? To, to, to take it one step further, don't get mad at me, but you don't even want to lose weight. You wish you would lose weight. You've got to recognize this distinction. You wish you'd lose weight like more than anything in the world. 100 out of 100. Top of, top of the charts. Hey, thanks for the weights, Haley. Um, but you don't actually want to. You don't actually want to take the actions and do the things you, you can do to actually lose the weight, right? And that's your core problem. And you have no control over your motivation, you know? So you're floundering. You're very superstitious. You're very... I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? And that's your problem though, is the motivation piece. So I'm, I want to focus you on that. That's your core problem. You don't know how to motivate yourself in a consistent way, you know? And until that happens, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Cause you need motivation. It's the engine that drives the car, you know, and you don't have one. And the motivation you feel is just fleeting and you don't know why you motivated sometimes and not other times. And you have no idea how to keep yourself motivated or get yourself motivated. Right. I mean, that's your core problem, you know? And so the diets never teach you this, you know, I always tell this story, but I remember I used to do this series called the elite body and I interviewed all the, like the top fitness professionals, nutritionists in the world. And so I remember I was talking to Craig Ballantyne. He was the creator of turbulence training. And uh, I said, what do you do when you have a client who's not motivated? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, what do I mean? I'm like, what, when you have a client coming, they're not motivated. He's like, I don't, I, what are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking? How come you don't know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's like, when they come to me, they are motivated. I was like, well, God, what am I doing? Because right? I, I spend my time motivating people. How, how do people get motivated, you know? And so I was like, wow, okay. So what fitness trainers and, and people in diets, yeah, they are motivated, at least for a little bit, right? But how do you actually get yourself motivated? I said, no one's talking about this. <laughs> no, one, no, one's, no one has any answers, right? But again, you get to get trial and error, you know? But again, so my program, that's like 20 pages. It's a 60-page workbook, my, my program, right? But 20 pages are probably the motivation piece. It's the most important piece. You know, but once you have it, it's, your motivations don't really change. Your, your core, cause I'm talking about core motivations, you know, like motive, your motivation to be a good parent, <laughs> your motivation to be a good partner, a person, you know, whatever is valuable to you in your life that you really value. Those things don't change in life. So once you want to identify your true motivations, you got them for life. You know, now you have, a, now you know how to motivate yourself, you know, but, but right now you don't. You know, and it's a process. I can't just sit here and say, oh, do this to motivate yourself. You know, it's a process you got to bring yourself through. You know, I always say my program is kind of like, um, it's like a college course condensed into eight weeks. You know, it's like, it takes some thought. It's inner work. It's an inside out approach. It's weight loss wrapped in personal development. <laughs> so it does take work on your part, but it's like you end up with a roadmap, a personalized roadmap you follow to get to whatever weight you want to live at, you know? 
So yeah, I don't know. So so my program's definitely like like hypnosis. There's a ton of hypnosis. The first thing you learn is that self-hypnosis technique that you use every night. It's a, it takes a minute or so. And then there's eight weeks of hypnosis. Like every morning, and people love this. Why wouldn't they? But every morning, there's a five-minute hypnosis session. A different one for eight weeks straight, right? You get it right to your phone. The, the program's delivered through your phone. And so every day you're starting off with all this positive stuff in your mind. You're relaxing, you're calming down, you're understanding and learning how to relax. And, um, and you're getting these positive suggestions. And then at night, there are these sleep hypnosis, sleep gnosis sessions, I call them. And um, these are, you get one each week for the eight weeks and each one's a core weight loss mantra, you know? And those are 10 minutes and you listen to those before you go to sleep and then go off to sleep if you don't, if you wanna do that, or if you just wanna listen at night, then there's a count out, you know, with it. But, and so that's kind of bookend. And then there's a hypnosis library with like 25 sessions in it. So it's like the program's bookended with the hypnosis, but the core of it's really those blueprints, you know, and figuring out, why do you want to lose weight? What works for you? That's another aspect of the diet mentality is that this idea that someone's going to give you a plan. They never met you. They don't know you. And you're just going to follow this plan. You know, you're so like ingrained to think like you got to fit your square peg into a round hole. You know, that's what you're doing with the dieting. You're trying to force yourself to do something that's not really built for you. You know, so I say suggest instead you take a little bit of time and, and figure out what works for you. And once you figure that out, it's like it's so much easier to follow that plan, right? If it's crafted to your likes, wants, you know, your lifestyle and all the rest of it. Um, anyways, so I so said, I'm truly sick of the BS. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll master my behavior. And it's fun. I mean, mastering your behavior, it's it's addictive because, listen, one, okay, well, let me just make this, I'll make this point quick and I want to get to the questions. Here's another core weight loss problem you got is that your body and brain don't want to lose weight. Okay. You've got no structures in your brain or your body that motivate you and want you to lose weight. It's quite the opposite, right? Your brain and body were evolved over millions of years in a food scarce environment. Okay. And so this is why when you eat a cookie, it's way more compelling and in, in, you want to eat the cookie a lot more than you want to eat a carrot. Why is that? Because the cookie's got a lot more calories in it. And when you consume calories, your brain releases dopamine and says, yeah, well, ah, this feels good. Let's do this again. <laughs> okay. When you use the carrots, there aren't as many calories. And everybody says, mm. you know, so, so this is the core problem you have is that your brain doesn't want you to lose weight. So if you're trying to organize all of your weight loss motivation around weight loss, then you're already in trouble. Okay. Cause your brain doesn't even want that. So you've got to kind of like be strategic. I don't want to use the word sneaky, but it's like, you have to actually focus on something that's not weight loss related but something that will also help you lose weight, okay? But, but the main focus really can't be weight loss. I'm telling you, it's one of the worst ways to lose weight, ironically, okay? Um, so you gotta like, you gotta focus on mastery, I believe. And it's really about, so, so I just mentioned the first, my program is motivation. The second part is your self-image and that's where the work, real work begins. So my process of helping people master their weight starts by saying, who do you wanna be? You've got one life as far as we know. Who do, what's the best version of you? Who do you want to live as? And so we turn this process into one of personal development of being the best version of you you can be. That's way more motivating than just wanting to lose weight, okay? But part of that process is, is also wanting to master your weight as well, your behaviors, your emotions, your thinking. So yeah, mastery is a great word and it changes the entire uh, dynamic, right? What should you do if you binged? If you binge, the first thing I would do is just relax, okay? Don't beat yourself up. You binged for a positive reason. Okay, so I, I hate the idea that we got to beat ourselves up to change our behavior. It's ineffective and it sucks, you know? So when you binge, you know, I, I like relax and assume I did that for some positive reason because you're not binging just because you want to feel like crap. That's not why you're doing it in the moment, you know? 
And so you start looking at it and say, what's going on there? What am I getting out of binging? Why am I doing this? What was my emotional state when I started binging? What was I thinking about? How did I feel? What was the situation? Start to analyze it. What's going on? You know, instead of judging yourself. Oh, so I'll give you a shorthand to do it. Imagine your best friend, someone you really cared about and loved, um, had binged. How would, you, how would you treat them? How would you talk to them? Would you say, would you beat them up? No. <laughs> what would you do? You'd kind of be supportive, but maybe what you wouldn't do is, is start to understand it. What's going on there? Why did you binge? What, what was happening? What, what state were you in? What was the situation? What were all the details of it? Start to seek to understand it, you know? And this is one of the key things. So with the, the program yourself in technique, I teach people one of the key aspects that it does. And there's a lot of things embedded in this simple technique. But one of the key things is that it gives you a different perspective. One of the biggest challenges you have as a human is that you experience life kind of first person. You're kind of first person going through life and you're like one perspective on yourself and everything. And so one of the most valuable things you can do is get a different perspective, right? We kind of call it going meta, right? Kind of going above and looking down. What's going on here, you know? So when you binge or whatever bad eating habit you have, instead of beating yourself up, seek to understand it. What's going on here? What's the story? You know, let me understand it. And then that's what I would suggest. Now, there's a lot more, but I, I can't go into all of it right now. But that's the first thing I would do to understand the binge is what's happening. Why am I doing it? And you come up with some interesting stuff. Um, is the water diet for cleaning my body? Okay. Or something. Yeah. I, you know, it's, here's the thing with the, like water diets. I've done, I've done them too. So I'm, I'm speaking from some experience. I've done like the master cleanse. I used to do longer term fast. I played with those and I never liked them personally. Now it doesn't mean no one should like them. Okay. Cause my number one rule of all above everything else is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So take what I'm saying. You just said, ah, I'm going to do the water thing anyways. Great. Go do it. You know, um, I'm glad I did the master cleanse stuff. I'm, I'm glad I did it because I'm glad I don't like it. I'm glad I did a raw food. I was a raw foodist for a while. I'm glad I did it. And I realized I learned a lot of stuff about what I don't like and how I don't want to orient my life around food. So it was very, very valuable in kind of teaching me what I don't want to do. Now I learned some positive things too, but mostly what I don't want to do and what I don't like about that sort of thing. So what I don't like about fasting is, first of all, it's extremely stressful. So if you went on a water diet for a week, that's going to be a very stressful experience for you, most likely. Now, there's the ideal we have, right? Of like, oh, my body's relaxing and I'm just going to clean myself out and all the rest of it. Uh, maybe, you know, or you might be obsessed with food by the end of it. That's what happened to me when I fast is I got obsessed with food. Um, and not just for those days when I was fasting. I was, there was a lingering obsessive food factor. Same with the raw food is for me. I was obsessed with food, okay? And that's not what you want to be. You don't want to be obsessed with food. You know, you want to be, have a comfortable, easygoing, natural relationship with it, in my opinion, you know? Um, so I think there's other way to clean your body. So what I would suggest and what I do suggest is I think if you want to clean your body and you want to do something extreme, get ready for this one. I think it's way more comfortable is I would go on a, like a raw food cleanse, I would eat lots of raw, natural, healthy foods, you know? And uh, I mean, not too many. I don't want to overwhelm your system if you don't normally eat natural foods. But I would go on a, like a, a super clean eating week, you know? Because then you're going to like, you get to test things out. You get to clean out your body a bit and you get to find some foods that you may actually want to continue after that, right? But, it, but it's, it's like you're experimenting with something that could potentially lead to a longer term strategy. The water thing, well, you're not going to do that. There's no possibility of doing that in any long-term way, you know? So I would suggest that that's something I've learned that if I want to do a cleanse, it's more like I'm, I'm 
eliminating all the, the bullshit and I'm going to keep just the healthy stuff. I, I find that to be a much more powerful cleanse than uh, trying to do just the water thing. I think that water thing is extremely shocking to your body. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know you, so I don't know what your background is, but uh, you know, it, it's intense. It takes lots of energy, physical, mental, and emotional energy to do that. And I don't know if it's worth it. You know, it depends on what your goal is. Um, but I would say, you know, the, the water diet for cleaning my body or something, that doesn't sound like a strong enough reason to do it. Okay. So go back to the drawing board and come up with a better reason, you know, that you want to do it because you're going to need it to get through that or make it, you know, cleanse your body for sure, but you can do it in a much more comfortable way. Right. Um, someone says, I'm so interested in weight mastering. Yeah, of course. Right. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> right. You've helped me so much. Thank you. You are welcome, Lisa. I'm glad. I need to change my mindset. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure too. Um, everyone does, you know, and it's a never ending process too, by the way, but that's what makes it fun. You know, it's like, I play guitar and it's like, you know, there's never a point where I was like, I learned the guitar. All right. got it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, with, with, like there's a lot of things like that in life where there's no end point. And that's another thing about the weight loss. There's this arbitrary imaginary end point. I'm going to lose the weight. I was going to lose the weight, lose the weight. Well, well now what? You know? And it's like, it, it just doesn't set people. If people lost the weight and kept it off, I'd say go out and diet. <clears throat> but they don't. Most people don't lose the weight, A. Second, they lose the weight and they can't keep it off, B. And then C, because of those first two, you can't get yourself started on a diet. And so you're trapped. That's where you're trapped right now, you know? So the idea of, uh, the idea of uh, mastering your weight, I think is, A, the beauty of that is that it's a completely different paradigm. You know, it's just, it's just a new concept because right now you, you don't realize it, but you're trapped in that diet mindset. You know, it, it affects every single way you think about weight loss is infected by the diet mentality. Okay. So shifting it over to weight mastery right off the bat is, is a fresh paradigm, you know, and so you can see things a little bit newer than you've been able to see for a while. Right. Um, seven day fast is for autophagy. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Cancer cells, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know if I buy into that, but but I don't know. I don't know enough about that. You know, that, that's not my specialty, a little bit out of my scope. Um, I don't know if fasting for seven days would get rid of cancer cells, but maybe it would. Who knows? Yes, autophage is very helpful, and so doing fasts are effective. Yeah. See, you guys, you guys know, probably know more about this stuff than I do. So I, 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 when I, I read that stuff. Everything in my world is weight, weight loss, weight mastery, you know. Um, I view everything through that lens, pretty much. So when I hear fast, I'm usually, I'm always, always jump to conclusions that it's for weight loss. And I don't like that. Um, if there's other reasons, you know, I don't know about them. So, so you'd have to do, I couldn't, I couldn't speak to that stuff. Um, I would love that you do have a video for that. You're awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, oh, my weights. I love those weights. I want to and struggled for a year. I think this, it's my hormone imbalance and possibly insulin resistant. Yeah. Yeah. That's real stuff, right? So I, I will say this to you just as a shorthand and I'm not being flippant in this suggestion to you, but I think a lot of time, anytime there's like a hormone imbalance, menopause, metabolic disorders, any sort of physical situation that may be affecting your weight. The thing I always point to is the lifestyle piece. Okay. So a lot of times those situations kind of reveal an unhealthy lifestyle. And until you clean up your lifestyle, you're never going to know what's the lifestyle and what's the physical issue. And when I say lifestyle, specifically what I'm talking about is your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, your nourishment, your movement, your meditation, and your gratitude. And I think if you add those eight things into your life, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by those of you listing them off, um, but this is a core part of my program. Because I, I think 
you're just never going to know. You know what I mean? I think so many people, they just try and start at the top of the eating, just change the eating. But you have to get all of this working with you. And if you're not sleeping, if you're dehydrated, if you're stressed out, if you're never nourishing your body, if you don't move enough, if your mind's bonkers all over the place, you know, um, then it's really difficult to keep yourself on any new behavior path to help you lose weight, right? Regardless of you got the physical stuff or not. So that'd be my suggestion for you is almost like, again, you can think about the weight loss for sure too, but almost put like the lifestyle piece first. So you can start to get a clearer sense of what's, what's the physical, you know, part of the, part of the situation and what's the lifestyle piece of it. Someone said, if I've had a total hysterectomy 25 years ago, would hormone imbalance make you not lose? Yeah, same thing. Again, all I can tell you is I've literally made a career out of helping primarily menopausal and postmenopausal women lose weight. So, you know, I can only tell you what I know. You, you know what I mean? So I, I've never seen anyone that can't lose weight. I've never seen it, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I would, you know, you, you, have no, you know more about it than me. You know more about your body than me. Okay. But I am saying that a lot of times I think, I think it can be easy to say, that's why, you know, but, but if you, you haven't cleaned up the lifestyle piece, then how would you ever know? You know, because those lifestyle pieces are literally impacting your physiology just as much as like, when we say hormone imbalance, what are we talking about? Well, there's a physical issue going on in me that's preventing me from losing weight. Well, a lot of those physical issues, hormones, insulin resistance, uh, menopausal situations, metabolic disorders, all of those factors that we, we're saying those words and what they're doing to us physically, but those same things that they're doing to you physically are impacted by all the lifestyle factors I just mentioned as well. So how do you know which is which? You know, and, and until you wouldn't know until you clean up your lifestyle, you know? And on top of that, if you clean up the lifestyle in the way I mentioned, you're going to feel better regardless. Like even if you don't lose weight, you're still going to feel a lot better. So that's my suggestion with that. And I like that because it's empowering, you know? So it, it, it stinks if you're walking around feeling like no matter what I do, I can't lose weight because I had this, you know? Someone says raw versus cooked veggies. Yeah, if you're gonna do a cleanse, and I don't know where you're at. So it's like, I eat a lot of vegetables. So if I wanted to do like a salad cleanse, you know, just eat salads for a week, I'd be fine with that. Now, before I start eating salads every day, if I try to eat a salad every day, I'd <laughs> be in trouble, right? My, my, my body would not used to it, okay? And so in that situation, I'd probably suggest probably cooked veggies are gonna be, you know, easier, you know, on your body. So it depends where you're at. So it's like if you've been eating McDonald's for uh, for weeks or for, for years and all of a sudden you, you go to just eat a salad cleanse, ugh, that, that's, it could be ugly. You know, I don't know. It, you know, it depends on d different people and all the rest of it. Um, but uh, so, so you got to take into account where you're at, you know. But I'm just saying like the idea of like a cleanse, there's other options of cleanses. We go to the extreme. We're Americans, right? So Americans always like it's always with the extreme version of everything. You know, it's just how we do it. And uh, I guess there's good and bad parts to that whole thing. But um, when it comes to the, the cleanse part, I think sometimes we just go, we go so extreme. We just want to do something dramatic. But listen, I mean, cleaning up your eating can be dramatic. G getting rid of all processed foods for a week. That's a dramatic thing for some people, right? If you're, if 90% if of your eating is processed foods to do a non-processed food cleanse is a dramatic thing. that's going to have a huge impact on you. But you don't have to go straight to water. You know, that going straight to water is a very intense thing. You know, I would say you might want to work up to that. Maybe, maybe cut out all the processed food for a week. Uh, they, they go to vegetables for a week and then do a water fast for a week or something. I don't know. Like, like just going straight to the water thing. Um, you know, it's intense and I don't know what you get out of that ultimately. Someone says, what is true about Ozempic, Uigubi, et cetera? Um, 
you know, hey, listen, the the medicines, I, I don't like to, with the medicine, I, I, I think there's a time and a place for it, okay? Um, so what I always say is just like me, I'm a hypnotist. So I'm the, I'm the solution of last resort. No one starts with a hypnotist. And I think <clears throat> that's how you should approach the medicines. You know, I think there's a time and a place for medicines, but again, how are you going to know what that is? You know, until you clean up your lifestyle. Cause what's, what's the, you know, what's your lifestyle and what's, what's the medicine going to fix? I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to go on any medicine I didn't need to. And by the way, I'm on a statin. So I'm sitting here telling you I'm on a statin. Um, but for the f four or five years before I got on the statin, I kept cleaning up different things. I went a year with no eggs at all. Cause I thought that might've been it. They stay the same. And then, um, you know, I started walking every day, 10,000 steps a day. And I was, oh, that was the same thing. Right. And so recently I learned, like, if I start doing more resistance training, more cardio, that might help it, you know? And so I'll go get tested with the statins. I'll see what that is. And then I'll start, you know, implementing that more in my life and I'll see, you know, but I, I really spent a lot of time trying to get the lifestyle as clean as I can. And then, then I, I did get it really clean. And then it's very clear it's a genetic issue, you know? And so then I think statin's appropriate. No, that's my decision to make. And that's what I want to do. And and that's what all of us get to do. You know, it's our decision. But it's like, if you're, you know, I, I could have taken statins right off the bat, but I, I didn't want to. I wanted to see, is there any, you know, lifestyle changes I can make, any nutritional change, any shifts I can make. So I don't need to do that. You know, well, I made them all, except I didn't know about the resistance training and, and the cardio thing at the time. So, uh, you know, I, I'm working on that one now, but you know, and that it didn't change it, you know? And so, you know, then I think the medicine's appropriate. So I, I couldn't answer that for you, but I, I think that, um, again, I would focus on lifestyle first, you know, because if you do it without the medicine, that's way preferable, right? And, and there's way other benefits too. That's the other thing as well is the lifestyle piece. It's like you could feel so much better, you know? Someone says, are cooked veggies less nutrient dense? Well, that's an interesting question. And it's a little complicated because, you know, it, it just depends. There's a great book called Eating... Eating on the Wild Side. I, I, that was a great book about nutritional qualities of different vegetables and how they're prepared. So some foods, you actually get more nutrition out of by cooking them, right? Because you break it down and so you release more, more bioavailability of the nutrients. Um, so for example, like you could, you could cook beans at home, you know, or you could have canned, you know, garbanzo beans. And the canned beans, you release more nutrients by canning them because they cook them at a higher pressure. So, so you mean, so like there's a lot of, you know, kind of whatever you call it. Uh, I'm blanking on the word, but, but it's not a simple answer to that. But so are cooked veggies less nutrient dense? Uh, no, I would say, I would say overall, no, because you, you release a lot more nutrients and you absorb a lot more. So, and they're usually softer on the digestive system. So if you don't eat much vegetables, yeah, I would definitely suggest starting with cooked vegetables first. Right. Um, but again, I can't say overall because some vegetables kind of, you know, it depends, you know, if you steam broccoli, or boil it, you know what I mean? Like there's gonna be different nutrient values in that, you know? So I don't remember all the specifics of it. So it's a complicated question, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't have a clear cut answer. All right, everyone, gotta get out of here. I hope you all have a, a super wonderful day. If you wanna take this further and learn more, remember you can go over to my uh, bio, click on that link, go watch that training I put up there, you know? And uh, it's a 30 minute training, you know? Show you the three steps to master your weight once and for all. So all right, everyone, have a super day. We'll talk soon, bye.